Welcome to the Bible 365 Podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 188. Our reading for today is coming from 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 5 through 43, and chapter 5, verses 1 through 17, Acts chapter 25, Psalm chapter 5, and Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the One Year Bible. Let's read. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 5 through 43. Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives, Hela and Naira. Naira bore him Ahuzam, Hefer, Timonai, and Hayahashtari. These were the sons of Naira, the sons of Hela, Zerath, Izhar, and Ethnan. Kaz fathered Anab, Zobiba, and the clans of Aharel, the son of Haram. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain, Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Caleb, the brother of Shua, fathered Meher, who fathered Eshton. Eshton fathered Beth Rapha, Pesiah, and Tehenna, the father of Ernahash. These are the men of Rekah. The sons of Kenaz, Othniel and Sereah, and the sons of Othniel, Hathath and Meonathai. Meonathai fathered Ophrah, and Sereah fathered Joab, the father of Geherashem, so called because they were craftsmen. The sons of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Iru, Elah, and Naam, and the son of Elah, Kenaz. The sons of Jehalalel, Ziph, Zipha, Tiriah, and Aserel. The sons of Ezra, Jether, Mered, Ephor and Jalen. These are the sons of Bethiah, the daughter of Pharaoh, whom Mered married. And she conceived and bore Miriam, Shammai, and Ishba, the father of Eshtemoah. And his Judahite wife bore Jared, the father of Gedor, Heber, the father of Soko, and Jekuthiel, the father of Zenoah. The sons of the wife of Hodiah, the sister of Naam, were the fathers of Keilah the Garmite and Eshtemoah the Maacathite. The sons of Shimon, Amnon, Rena, Ben-Hanan and Tylan, the sons of Ishai, Zoheth and Ben-Zoheth, the sons of Shelah, the son of Judah, Ur, the father of Lekah, Laadah, the father of Marisha, and the clans of the house of linen workers at Beth Ashbiah, and Jochum, and the men of Koziba, and Joash, and Seraph, who ruled in Moab and returned to Liam. Now the records are ancient. These were the potters who were inhabitants of Nataim and Gadira. They lived there in the king's service. The sons of Simeon, Nemuel, Jamin, Jerob, Zerah, Shal. Shalom was his son, Mibsam his son, Mishma his son, the sons of Mishma, Hemuel his son, Zachar his son, Shimei his son. Shimei had sixteen sons and six daughters, but his brothers did not have many children, nor did all their clan multiply like the men of Judah. They lived in Beersheba, Molada, Hazar Shul, Billah, Ezem, Tolad, Bethuel, Horma, Ziklag, Beth Markaboth, Hazar Susam, Beth Birai, and Shearaim. These were their cities until David reigned, and their villages were Edom, Aen, Remen, Token, and Ashan, five cities, along with all their villages that were around these cities as far as Baal. These were their settlements, and they kept a genealogical record. Meshobab, Jamlech, Josha the son of Amaziah, Joel, Jehu the son of Joshabiah, son of Sereah, 
son of Asiel, Elio-Enai, Jeacobah, Jeshoheah, Aseah, Adiel, Jesimiel, Benaiah, Ziza the son of Shiphai, son of Alon, son of Judea, son of Shimri, son of Shemaiah. These mentioned by name were princes in their clans, and their fathers' houses increased greatly. They journeyed to the entrance of Gedor, to the east side of the valley, to seek pasture for their flocks, where they found rich, good pasture, and the land was very broad, quiet, and peaceful, for the former inhabitants there belonged to him. These, registered by name, came in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and destroyed their tents and the Meunites who were found there, and marked them for destruction to this day, and settled in their place, because there was pasture there for their flocks. And some of them, five hundred men of the Simeonites, went to Mount Seir, having as their leaders Pelatiah, Neariah, Rephaiah, and Uziel, the sons of Ishai. And they defeated the remnant of the Amalekites who had escaped, and they have lived there to this day. 1 Chronicles chapter 5, verses 1-17 through 17. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn, but because he defiled his father's couch, his birthright was given to the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel, so that he could not be enrolled as the oldest son. Though Judah became strong among his brothers and a chief came from him, yet the birthright belonged to Joseph. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, the sons of Joel, Shemaiah his son, Gog his son, Shimei his son, Micah his son, Reaiah his son, Baal his son, Bera his son, whom Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, carried away into exile. He was the chief of the Reubenites, and his kinsmen by their clans, when the genealogy of their generations was recorded. The chief, Jeiel, and Zechariah, and Bela the son of Azaz, son of Shema, son of Joel, who lived in Aurora, as far as Nebo and Baal-Meon. He also lived to the east as far as the entrance of the desert this side of the Euphrates, because their livestock had multiplied in the land of Gilead. And in the days of Saul they waged war against the Hagrites, who fell into their hand. And they lived in their tents throughout all the region east of Gilead. The sons of Gad lived over against them in the land of Bashan as far as Selica. Joel the chief, Shapham the second, Janai, and Shaphat in Bashan, and their kinsmen according to their fathers' houses. Michael, Meshulam, Sheba, Jorai, Jachin, Zia, and Eber. 7. These were the sons of Abihel, the son of Hurai, son of Jeroah, son of Gilead, son of Michiel, son of Jeshishai, son of Jado, son of Buz. Ahai, the son of Abdiel, son of Gunai, was chief in their father's houses, and they lived in Gilead, in Bashan and in its towns, and in all the pasture lands of Sharon to their limits. All of these were recorded in genealogies in the days of Jotham, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, king of Israel. Acts chapter 25 Now three days after Festus had arrived in the province, he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. And the chief priest and the principal men of the Jews laid out their case against Paul, and they urged him, asking as a favor against Paul that he summon him into Jerusalem, because they were planning an ambush to kill him on the way. Festus replied that Paul was being kept at Caesarea and that he himself intended to go there shortly. So, said he, let the men of authority among you go down with me, and if there is anything wrong about the man, let them bring charges against him. After he stayed among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down to Caesarea. 
And the next day he took his seat on the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought. When he had arrived, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many and serious charges against him that they could not prove. Paul argued in his defense, Neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar have I committed any offense. But Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Do you wish to go up to Jerusalem and there be tried on these charges before me? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal, where I ought to be tried. To the Jews I have done no wrong, as you yourself know very well. If then I am a wrongdoer and have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not seek to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with his counsel, answered, To Caesar you have appealed, to Caesar you shall go. Now when some days had passed, Agrippa the king and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. And as they stayed there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man left prisoner by Felix. And when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priest and the elders of the Jews laid out their case against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation against him. I answered them that it was not the custom of the Romans to give up anyone before the accused met the accusers face to face and had the opportunity to make his defense concerning the charge laid against him. So when they came together here, I made no delay, but on the next day took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought. When the accusers stood up, they brought no charge in his case of such evils as I supposed. Rather, they had certain points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who was dead, but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Being at a loss how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem and be tried there regarding them. But when Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of the emperor, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, said he, you will hear him. So on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp, and they entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then, at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish people petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death. And as he himself appealed to the emperor, I decided to go ahead and send him. But I have nothing definite to write to my Lord about him. Therefore I have brought him before you all, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that, after we have examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to indicate the charges against him. Psalm chapter 5 Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you do I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. 
Make your way straight before me, for there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19. A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city, and quarreling is like the bars of a castle. Today's devotional is coming from our reading in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. There's this man named Jabez. Now, years ago, many years ago, there became this craze in a number of circles within Christianity known as the prayer of Jabez. Some of you may remember this because of all the hats, shirts, coffee cups, mouse pads, endless books, and a number of merch available centered around the prayer of Jabez. I cannot tell you how many people came to me saying, oh, you got to pray the prayer of Jabez so you can get rich. God wants to bless you. And they would focus on the part of Jabez's prayer where he would say, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border. And I'd hear people saying, bless me indeed. And that was their primary takeaway. I'll just say this real quick. Nothing surprises me anymore. However, I want to look a little bit more into Jabez right here. Let's look in verse 9. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. So Jabez was not just a man of honor, but he was more honorable than all of his brothers. The Bible also says here that his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Now the name Jabez literally sounds like the Hebrew word for pain. So he grew up with his name being called pain. Now we have to take this into consideration as we see this prayer right here. Now let's do that now in verse 10. Jabez called upon the God of Israel. So here's the man. He's more honorable than all his brothers. His name literally means pain. But what did he do? He called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm, that it might not bring me pain. This was a man who did not want to be identified by what he had been called. So what did he do? He called on the God of Israel saying, Hey, bless me and enlarge my border. I am not going to be a man who's identified by pain. I'm going to be identified by the God of Israel, who he has blessed me, and he is the one who has enlarged my border. His hand is also with me. And he is the one who keeps me from harm. I am not going to bring pain into my life. Let me just say this to you. Maybe you have been called something your whole life. Maybe you identify by the things that have happened to you or by your mistakes or your failures. We can see here from the life of Jabez, you know what you can do? You can call on the name of the Lord and he will hear you. You don't have to be identified anymore by your past or shame or disappointments or failure. And this is the true blessing of Jabez. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And God, I lift up our listeners to you right now. And I trust and believe that you are working in their lives right now. Help us to not be identified by our past, our shame, our failures, our disappointments. God, we come before you humbly and we confess our need for you. If there are areas in our life that are not pleasing to you, 
If there are areas of shortcomings or sin, whatever it might be, we humble ourselves and we repent. We confess it to you right now. And God, we thank you for your forgiveness and for your freedom. Step into our life and take over, take control. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. I tell you, I love recording the Bible 365 podcast, even when I have to read through First Chronicles and do all of these names again. Woo, what a challenge. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 189.